This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast, episode number 107. Hey, what's going on? It's Bruce from the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Exciting episode coming up with Dodo Pizza, which has a unique style of offering their customers their product. And we're going to get into that. This is going to be two episodes in one. I actually talked to the founder, well, the communication. Well, here's the thing. This Dodo Pizza Company actually started in Russia as a franchise, and they opened up a location in the U.S. So I talked to the communications guy, Anton, from the Russia franchise, who talked about the overall philosophy of the company and why they got started and why they do things the way they do. And then I talked to the operations manager or the CEO in charge of the U.S.-based operations here in uh, Mississippi about the actual operations in the U.S. And this this company has a unique style because they don't do phone orders. They do everything online, and they also do everything where you know you can't customize your pizzas. They have eight or ten pizzas, and she talks about this, how many they have, and why they do it that way. And you can't customize them. They just basically come how they come. You can take things off, but you can't add things to them. And I think as a pizza operator, we all kind of want to do that. We all want to go to all online ordering all the time because it's more profitable and much easier to do. And then we all really in our dream, if we think about our dream pizzeria, it's all online orders and no customization. And they kind of started it and they're getting a little bit of backlash. You know, they're, they're, the U.S. markets, I don't think it's 100% ready for it. I think they're ready for it, but I don't think they're 100% ready for it. Um, but I think we all want to do that. So I wanted to have them come on the 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 show and talk about you know what the feedback has been from their customers. So that's what this episode is. It's a mishmash of two episodes. Uh, one talk with Anton, who's the Russian guy, and then another one from the operations here in the U.S. And I kind of put them together because they were both 20, 30 minutes talk. I cut them down to about 15 minutes each to make one 30 or 40-minute episode where you get a little bit of a little bit of both. I didn't think it was necessary to make two different episodes of this. So that's what this show is all about today. Um, if you've ever thought of doing all online orders or no customization, and you were curious to know how the public would react to that, this is the show for you. But before I get into that, let me talk about point of sale system. If you're looking for a point of sale system that delivers, uh, Thrive by Granberry Solutions is definitely the, the one that I started recommending a, a few months back. I've always been asked questions about what point of sale system we should get. And there was always a mix of price and affordability and functionality. And then also, you know, the customer service. There has to be good customer service there. So Thrive has been the one that I've been suggesting. Um, it comes in a tablet or a traditional POS, online and mobile ordering, customer loyalty and rewards marketing, enterprise management and reporting, and it has a good delivery management system. So I definitely think you should check out cranberryrs.com. Today, if you're looking for a new point of sale system, best one I have found that's available for the price, the customer service, and the functionality, definitely think you should check out that. Okay, enough from me. Let's get into this episode. First, two parts. We're going to talk to Anton first, who is the communications guy for the Russian franchise of Dodo Pizza, and then we talk to Elena, who is the CEO of operations here in the U.S. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've ever thought about customization or online ordering only, this is definitely the episode you want to check out because they're actually doing it and blogging about it. And we talk about that on this episode too. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the back end of this.
All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have on with me Anton Dariagin, who is the VP of Glo- for Global Communications for Dodo Pizza. Joining me from Russia today, he's a little bit ahead of me in time-wise, but he stayed up a little bit late for me. He's going to join me. Ask, uh, I'm going to ask him some questions about how we got started, Dodo's philosophy, their concept, and their new location in Oxford, Mississippi, which has a little bit different theme than the usual pizza shop that opens up nowadays. Uh, Anton, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure, Bruce. All right. Well, so the, the company was uh, formed in Sikhtivkar, Russia, which is uh, in the north of the European part of Russia. Um, it's about an hour and a half hours flight uh, from Moscow. This was uh, started in 2011 by uh, a young Russian entrepreneur uh, named Fyodor Fyodor Avchinikov. The company started uh, initially as a small uh, pizza delivery shop based in a uh, actually in a in a small basement, uh, sort of of a residential apartment building, and then it uh, it it grew from there essentially in. I believe in 2013 we started uh, franchising uh, first in Russia and then in 2014 the, we had the first uh, international franchise open in Romania. And uh, yeah, at this point, uh, currently we have uh, 141 pizzerias. Uh, some are franchises. Well, most of them are franchises and Nine of them are corporate-owned units. Is pizza a popular food item in Russia? Yes, it's uh, it's yeah, it's fairly popular. I mean, it's 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 not maybe as popular as in the United States, but it's been you know it's been getting more popular in the recent years, certainly. What's the biggest pizza operation in Russia? Is it one of the big names like Domino's or Pizza Hut? Well, actually, right now, Dodo Pizza is the biggest uh, operation in Russia. And then it's followed by, uh, I think it's followed by a couple of, uh, it's followed by another local operator. I don't remember their their name right now, but the then then the, we have Sparrow, and then uh, we, have, uh, we have Papa John's and Domino's. But I think... Papa John's and Domino's, they have like a, around 50 units each or something like that, I think, Okay. right now. And what's your role with the company? Well, me, I mainly, I'm mainly involved uh, in various capacities with, uh, with the international projects that the company has. But I guess my main uh, preoccupation here is... Uh, promoting the uh, the Dodo Pizza franchise. Now, I found your website, dodopizzastory.com, and I thought that was an interesting way to kind of introduce yourself to the States. You kind of basically created a blog about what it's like to open up that operation in Oxford. Are you behind that blog? Uh, well, I, I I was one of the people who, who um, worked on the blog initially, although right now I'm not I'm not as much involved with it as I as I used to be, um, but uh, yeah, the the idea of the blog is actually it's just a sort of a replica of what we did here in Russia. I guess I I forgot to mention that the the way 
the company and the franchise became popular in Russia was through a blog that the founder of the company originally started uh, when when he became involved with like entrepreneurship and with the business and stuff like that because the guy was originally he was a uh, actually is uh, from a scientific background so then he got involved with business and entrepreneurship and he started this business blog and the blog eventually became quite popular with the Russian sort of business crowd so the blog uh, after he started this pizza business the blog eventually became quite a um, uh, quite a successful uh, marketing platform for the franchise and for the company as well so this is what something we're trying to replicate in the United States a little bit although we started actually the blog we started over a year ago like way ahead of the actual opening of the pizzeria i think the blog is a great idea for any business to kind of get out there and it would be transparent with what you're doing and how you're doing it it's a great way to get feedback from your potential customer base certainly and um, transparency being one of the sort of the pillars of our business philosophy uh, so it's yeah it's for us it's an essential component uh, sort of staying in touch with the public and stuff like that. I love the transparency aspect of it. I think that if more businesses did the transparent thing and let your customers know how much profit you're making, it may be, you know, a little less intimidating to set your prices. If the, you know, if your prices of your products go up and you have to ra raise your prices, or if the, you know, the minimum wage goes up here in the United States and you have to pay your employees more and you have to raise prices, being transparent and letting your customers know why you're doing things is a way better way to do it than just raising your prices than having to explain as people ask questions later. Yes, I agree. It's a sort of, it's a customer oriented approach. And I mean, it also obviously it helps with uh, promoting the franchise because the potential franchisee can pretty much, uh, you know, can, can see what you're doing, can see how the model works, if it, if it does work or maybe if it doesn't, if it's something that will suit their approach to, you know, conducting uh, business. And, and It's an unusual approach in the U.S. and that doesn't happen too many times in the restaurant industry. It's even less usual in Russia, as I'm sure you uh, might imagine. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, but nevertheless, it's you know it's an approach that we've uh, adopted since day one, pretty right. much, and it, it's it's proven to be uh, quite an attractive, I guess, factor for for a lot of people. The the other thing about transparency is that you know once you once you expose yourself, so to say. <laughs> Uh, to the world, uh, there is you, you're. I guess you're less likely to fail in whatever you've undertaken because you you know that everybody's watching. Right. So you you are you are probably statistically you're more likely to sort of be be uh, more responsible for you for your actions and your words and things of that nature. It, it definitely holds you accountable. That's for sure. So let's go over the business model in the Oxford market. And why did you choose Oxford of all places in the U.S. to start your first place? Why was Oxford on your radar? Well, I think you you might have some idea of why Oxford, because um, 
In part, that's because uh, PMQ Pizza Magazine is uh, headquartered in Oxford, and we've been sort of friends with uh, uh, with Steve Greens. I think since uh, since 2014, when he came to Russia to launch the Russian version of the magazine. Yep. So um, he 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 came to Siktivkar, and uh, you know we we sort of uh, I guess. Well, I wasn't at the company at the time, but I mean, him, him and Fyodor, they, I guess they, they established uh, a good relationship. And Steve was, I guess, impressed with the, with the stuff that we have going on over here. So they've, they've always been uh, supportive of us and they've uh, published uh, articles on us and stuff like that. So it was kind of, uh, I guess, a natural to start uh, in Oxford. Uh, there, there were other factors, uh, to Oxford and Mississippi, I guess. But to be honest, I'm not. Let's go over the business model that's in Oxford because it's it's very much different than your typical pizzeria that opens up in the U.S. nowadays. Can you explain it a little bit? I, I there's some points that I wanted to talk about, but let's just have you explain it first, and then we can kind of go into those. Sort of the simple answer there is that it's an artisan pizza delivery. So the business model there, we, we've tried to sort of make it very simple. We took our business model that we have in Russia, which is essentially sort of a pizza delivery. So our main business is pizza delivery. Right. And the, uh, the dine-in, uh, the restaurant is kind of like uh, an accompaniment to that, an additional uh, sales uh, channel. So we took that model and transferred it over to Oxford. But the thing that we changed about it, we added the uh, the contemporary element, uh, the the artisan thing, which basic which basically for Oxford uh, pizzeria it means high quality of ingredients. So we stress the high quality of ingredients there, and we from from the Russian model we take operational efficiency. The, that we we've got uh, going on with our IT system. Okay, so let me uh, let me ask you a couple questions and correct me if I'm wrong. Do you take phone orders at the location in Oxford? Unlike in Russia, in Oxford, we decided not to uh, not to take the uh, not to take the orders over the phone. So it's just so online no. online ordering only. It's just online, yes, on how, the website. That's what I'm curious about. How is that? How is that part of the business going? Because I think a lot of people in the U.S. want to do that and they want to move in that direction, but they don't have the cojones to actually start it. Well, you know, it's a, it, it's an experiment. Right. <laughs> it's something that we we wanted to test, uh, and I think despite the occasional uh, complaint from customer here or there. Uh, it's. I think it's going pretty well. I mean, yes, it is unusual. It is a thing almost avant-garde. But on the other hand, you know, we know that Uber is uh, is 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 doing this uh, cab thing where you just order for a cab from your smartphone and uh, without calling the landline or whatever. So, I mean. We sort of think that this is the future, and uh, so we decided to try it out. I'm not saying that we are definitely going to continue down this path at this stage, 
but we're still we're still testing it. Okay. And I think uh, I think it's I mean so far it's been going relatively well I'd say. I mean it is definitely the future, you know, you know the the generation of kids nowadays who are growing up in the digital era which you know anybody who has kids who are maybe 12 and below have grown up in the internet age where internet is a, ba- a basic part of the household now and you know smartphones and everything. I think they're they're definitely as they become 20 year olds in the next 10 years and then their children for sure will definitely I don't think they'll ever use a phone to call someone it'll be either text a message or some kind of app so I think you're definitely on the right path uh, in 2016 it may be early but I don't think that it's too early where it's weird for people I think that you still will have a, a good market for that do you have a phone line in the shop so you can kind of gauge how many people are calling versus ordering online we have a phone line. Like initially, we uh, we kind of deliberately tried to hide the phone number for the shop, right? So that people just wouldn't uh, interrupt uh, operations, uh, so that they just wouldn't uh, take up too much of the manager's time with the phone calls, trying to order a pizza, and the guy always has to tell them that, no, go to the website and order through the website. So we uh, initially, we kind of tried to, to hide the phone number, but then we understood that, uh, that that wasn't the right thing to do because, uh, you know, you, you still you want to give your customers an opportunity to, to, to contact you directly now we basically we show our phone number everywhere, but the, it's it's mainly for you know troubleshooting if, or if there's uh, some kind of problem with it with with an order or something like that. So we we advise our customers to use this uh, phone number. But orders are taken only over uh, the website. So if someone calls and they want to place an order, you direct them to go back online and order that way. Exactly. Now, is that easy? You think that's easier because you opened up that way, and that's just kind of how you started. And do you think that would be harder for someone who was maybe trying to transition into that? My personal opinion, yes, it's easier to to sort of implement this uh, when you when you first start, as opposed to trying to uh, change your whole, you know, to 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 change the the whole sort of paradigm. Uh, once you're already an established uh, operator. Right. And there's another thing that you do that I I think I read about somewhere that do you you don't do any substitutions for your pizzas either. You just kind of they are what they are and you get it or you don't. Pretty much for a couple of the pizzas there on the Oxford menu uh right now there's just eight pizzas we allow to uh take off some toppings. Uh, I think for I think Onions and olives. The, the the pizzas that have onions and olives, you can you can uh, you can basically remove that. But other than that, there is no customization. No. Okay. Uh, at this point, no. Because and our rationale behind this was that uh, uh, well, first of all, you know, we we sort of created these recipes, and they are perfect as they are. So, you know, order them as, as we created them, as we envisioned them. Uh, another thing, of course, is that, uh, and, and we've been sort of trying to get that point across, 
um, is that customization uh, essentially uh, undermines the the uh, the system that we've got going on in the kitchen, meaning the production in the kitchen. In the kitchen, it slows down your processes. It it uh, it basically uh, increases the frequency of mistakes. Uh, that that way, because we pride ourselves on uh, delivering very fast and on delivering without, uh, you know, without mistakes, uh, without product defects and stuff like that. So if we are to introduce customization, basically, you know, we, we will not be able to, to, to perform, to, to be as reliable as we are right now. Okay. At least this is, this is our sort of hypothesis that, that, we, that we're testing. We might uh, introduce customization at a later stage, uh, it, it, it is uh, possible, but uh, at this point, you know, we're, we're doing it this way. So you're betting on the fact that moving forward in 2017 and moving forward, that your consumers are going to rather, if they had to make a choice, have consistency and speed and convenience over customization and kind of being able to put the order together the way they want it. Precisely. Okay, got it. And what it says, and when you say you're gonna, you're thinking about, or you know, this is something we're starting out with. So, you, are you gonna change it for this particular location, or in the in the next ones if you open, or in the franchises in the future? Which one is that? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know to be quite honest. Okay. I'm very deeply involved in the uh, in the Oxford affairs right now, so I don't really know. I would presume. I know that we are opening a temporary location, a second temporary location in Oxford at the universe at the university campus. Okay. So, so there's already going to be like two locations uh, in Oxford in, in just a matter of a couple of months, I think. Okay, so now this is going to be part two, where we talk to Elena, who is in charge of the U.S. based operations for Dodo Pizza, and she's going to get into the more of the tactics that they're actually using in the store in Oxford, Mississippi, and. She has the results of how it's working and why they are changing a few things and uh, you know what the feedback has been from the customers. So that was the first part with Anton. This is going to be the second part with Elena. Hope you enjoy this part too. It, you've only been open for how long? Oh, the first day of our operation was March 18 this year. That was the official first day. And are you in charge of all the hiring and training and everything? You had to come open the store up and really get everything started? Yeah, I mean, I'm a CEO of our American company in general. So everything is what's going on in America, it's all mine. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that's not not only this store, but I mean, the new store that we're opening next next year, like Starkville, everything, that's all mine. So well, let me let me ask you, because the, the thing that I'm curious about, and I talked to Anton about this a little uh -huh. bit, but he, he had more of the, the overall philosophy of the company and not necessarily America-specific. Um, yeah. What what's the what was the idea behind not having phones in the beginning? Well, the idea was pretty simple uh, because first of all, um, as you probably already know, we have a pretty simple business model. Like everything we're doing in the United States is simple, but it's also different from what we're doing in Russia. Right. So we decided to look at our first store in Oxford as an experiment. Got it. So we don't really know. It's a new market. It's a very difficult, complicated, and saturated market with a long history of pizza delivery. So we don't really know 
where it's going and how it's going to be. So we decided to look at our first store in Oxford as an experiment. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we change it. So it's not a big deal about it. So we decided at first that's going to be pretty cool if we don't take phone orders at all yeah. because we we don't have a like a centralized call center. So the only option like for the first like let's say five years would be just taking these phone orders in store, which is not very convenient because we have people working there making pizzas and like talking to the customers and at the same time we have to take phone orders. So we decided what if instead of having phone ordering system, we come up with a pretty simple website so that nobody actually wants to call anymore. So that was the idea. So we kind of decided to burn the bridges yeah. and like just tell to ourselves, okay, we're not going to have a phone, but in order not to lose the customers, we have to come up with a pretty cool website. So that's the idea was. And from the production point of view, if you don't have a phone, all the people that working in store, they can focus more on like making pizzas and talking to the customers. Exactly. Yeah. So you basically said, so, so, so when you opened the store, you said, Hey, what is the ideal pizzeria for us? It's going to be online ordering. It's going to be no substitution. It's going to be pretty simple to do streamlined. So everything can be quality controlled and easy to do. And then if that doesn't work out, we can always add phone lines. We can always add suggested toppings or changes, but it's harder to take those things away if you start with them. Yeah, exactly. That was the idea. Let's just start pretty simple, have seven pizzas on the menu, no customization, no substitution, just one size, just 12 inches, that's all we have. And then we, we just see how the market reacts to that. So it's going to be like an MVP at first. We're just right. going to see how it reacts to that. And if the market says, well, it's pretty cool, so we're not going to change anything. But then we started getting feedback and from that moment, from the moment we started, I would say we started the evolution of the business model a little bit. So when no, even now, we're a little bit. Sorry, did I lose Hello? you? Hello? Yeah, sorry, did I lose you? Uh -huh. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right, so even now you're a little bit different than then. So what's the, been the biggest uh, change that you've had to implement since starting out with that business model? First, um, I would say phone ordering. That was a big change because we were quite, uh, we were really. Hello? Sorry. Over, we didn't really take any phone order like at all. So we've been basically doing it for like what, two and a half months. So that was the first big change. The second change that we made, we um, realized at some point, like a few months ago, we realized that probably just having seven pizzas on the menu is not enough because we don't customize, so we don't actually let people create any other options. And the problem was that people were constantly telling us, listen, I like your product, I like your pizza, it's great but I just don't eat pepperoni every single day. Right. So, <laughs> and I can't add anything, so I can't even come up with a pepperoni, let's say, black olives mushroom pizza. So you won't let me customize, and you only have seven pizzas, so I'm kind of getting tired already. And I thought, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So then we started adding um, new pizzas to the menu. So right now I have a number 12, so that's my absolute maximum. So that's what I think 
is going to our menu is going to be in the next few months. So now we have eight. Um, last month, oh no, in November, November we added one more. So now we have eight pizzas, and the addition was chicken barbecue because everybody was asking about it. Like a chicken barbecue, two big things in Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to have them. So now we have eight, and and when I look at this, um, the number of like sh the the shares that we have in pizza sales before and now, now it looks a little bit more balanced because. Let's say in October, if you look at the chart, it's going to be like pepperoni, cheese, and Supreme having like 70% of all sales. And then all the rest, 30%, were distributed be between like four other pizzas. So it didn't look right to me. Right. So then they started adding new ones, and now it looked a little bit more balanced. So less percentage for pepperoni, less percentage for cheese, and a little bit more for chicken barbecue. So it already looked more balanced than it used to be. So I would say 12 is the good number. And we're also working on customization. I'm strongly against uh, substitution and the option to add anything, uh -huh. but I think it's a smart move just to let people delete ingredients. Because, I mean, if, you, if they don't want to have something on the pizza, it's not a big deal to actually get rid of it, but it's a big deal to add something on top. Because it will change the recipe of the pie completely, so I'm not really sure about the quality. It would also affect the baking process. If someone wants to put like red onions on top, you can't put them on top because they would burn in the oven. Right. It's pretty easy to work with a delicious, but hard to work with substitution. So we're like slowly moving towards letting people actually delete the ingredients. And what what would you when you uh, added the phone ordering? Mm -hmm. Did the online sales go down, or did you just your overall sales just go up? You actually now nothing changed. Really, like nothing really changed. Yeah, we still have uh, we have phone orders, but we don't have a lot. Like maybe I would say right now about five to ten percent of our orders are, come from the phone. All the rest the website i think it's because people have already been trained yeah <laughs> and they already tried the website they have all of their information there in the website so i think it's pretty easy for them just to keep using that instead of calling us but we still have like older population people in the 60s 70s like still prefer to call so for them we keep that but really nothing changed in terms of amount of order like nothing it's just five to ten percent now come from the phone. So all your marketing efforts, everything you talk about, everything you want to push people to order from goes to the website. Yes, everything. So we don't put even if we do like little leaflets for our new website that we're launching right now called Dota Virgin. Did you hear about that? No. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> What's that? It's coming. So when we first started, um, one of the restrictions that we also had is that we're never going to go for like traditional form of marketing. So we're never going to do any kind of leaflets, coupons, discounts, none of it. Like we're not going to be the same field with Papa John's, Domino's and Pizza Hut. So we want to do something different. So the first big move was a social network. So we all about Facebook. So everything that's going on is on our Facebook page. We talk about everything, talk about what's going on in the kitchen, talk about what's going on with our business model and everything. That actually engaged a lot of 
our customers. They, if you look at our Facebook page, um, sometimes we post something about, I don't know, we're just looking for inspiration for a new pizza. And then people would start commenting on it like a lot. And actually, a big difference between the U.S. market and the Russian market that consumers get really engaged in what you're doing. That was something new for me. Yeah. So Facebook is a big thing. And second, when we just started, we didn't know how actually um, ask our customers to try our pizza first. And we came up with a special website called Better Testers. And we asked 500 pizza people, 500 people to sign up on this website. So when we started, we these people we call them like a secret club of dodo pizza beta testers that would be 500 people that would be first to try our pizza for free and we didn't ask them to do anything you just go sign up and then you wait and then when we were ready we started sending them emails with a secret link so by following that link they would go to the website and place their order for free so it's going to be like literally zero And then, and then we were just waiting. So first two weeks, we were we when we opened, we didn't work with the general public. We we were just working with our 500 beta testers. So we were just sending them emails every day. We first started at 20 emails, then 30, then 50, then 100, and then the last day we just sent them all out. That was actually a big mistake. (laughs) 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 Then we had the day when we had a lot of orders. That wasn't a mistake, but that was a pretty busy day. So, and then um, that was, I think that was the most interesting moment of all we had because we were just staying in store. We're not making any sales, but at the same time, our Facebook page is exploding because people keep getting like free orders and giving their honest opinion and honest review on Facebook. And we told them, listen, just tell us, whatever you think we're not going to delete anything we're not going to argue with you just whatever you think just put it all on the facebook page and if you don't want to do this we're perfectly fine with that you don't have to so those who wanted to share they did and then i think that was the big move and then when we actually got the word of mouth and everything at that point when we were working with 500 better investors and we still have pretty good reviews on facebook but that was the those first two weeks were the most influential ones. That's a great and way to start too. Yeah. And also that was also like one interesting moment. Even before our store was ready, it was the time in February of the first Oxford Film Fest. So and the friend of mine, she's in charge of um, Oxford Film Fest. And she called me and said, Wow, we need like have fifty pizzas for for the party. Would you be able to do that? I said, I don't, I don't even have a store right now. We're not even working. <laughs> said, but we still need 50 pizzas because Domino's said no. So they said yes first, but then they said no. I was like, okay, so what are we going to do? And we decided to go for like some kind of marketing for that. So we ordered 50 just white boxes without anything, without Dodo on it, like just white boxes. So we made 50 pizzas the exact same way we would do them in store. Just put them in white boxes. And we told everyone, just don't say anything that it's Dodo pizza. Just don't mention it. Just bring the pizza, leave it there, and go. Yeah. And (laughs) that's exactly what we did. And people were going crazy. I went to that party, and they were like, 
where did this pizza came from? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. And they was like, just tell me. I know it's not, it's something It's not from Oxford, right? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, then the next day, uh, we posted on our Facebook page that that was Dodo Pizza. And that was the next moment when we got like lots of good reviews saying, yeah, pizza was great. Pizza was really good. But the main thing that people were talking about it, guessing where the pizza came from. So that was one of this, uh, kind of it's not free marketing but i would say like pretty much free because we didn't pay anything for that and you got your product in front of a lot of people yeah yeah and we still actually do that any kind of event in oxford we still try to sponsor them send a little bit of pizza for free just for people to try it but the next big thing that's coming right now is the website called dota virgin and it's for those people in oxford so we have a big goal we want everyone in Oxford uh, to have their Dodo pizza for free for the first time. So if you've never had our pizza before, you can go on the website, you can sign up, your name, your cell phone number, and you choose one pizza that you like. And then uh, we collect all that, and then we start sending text messages with a secret link again. So whenever you are ready, this link would live forever, so you don't have to order it right away. But when we get it, um, you can place the, your first free order on the website. And then you can also share it with your friends on Facebook and things like that. So we have a big goal. We don't. We want to have everyone in Oxford to try our pizza for the first time. So That's a great idea. Is that a uh, – <laughs> who are you using for the text message marketing? Is that a, co a certain uh, company or is that just something proprietary? Uh, well, that's, that's a company. I don't remember exactly the name because our, our, my IT team came up with the name. I, I don't remember. Okay. What, what it is. But we, but the way it's organized is actually very convenient comparing to what we did with 500 beta testers because we used email marketing. Now I have like a, one de database. So I see everyone who signed up and I control the number of text messages myself. Got it. So when like on Monday I can send more. Then on two, then on like Thursday, Friday, so we, so and, people can order during the week. And those are people who asked to be on the text message thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's your conversion rate for that? How many people are actually uh, are oh, you sending to at a time? Uh, we just started. I mean, we just text. Uh, we just still testing it a little bit. But this week is going to be the first week when we're going to post, uh, make a post on Facebook and just say like to the general public that we're going to do that oh excellent i would oh. love to hear the data on that you have to you'll have to message me or uh email me about what happened with the text i always hear people asking about te text message marketing and i, I always wonder what the actual conversion rate is or if people get annoyed getting text messages or they like it yeah i think they would this particular one they would like it because that would be the text message saying hey this is your free pizza <laughs> right i mean I love getting like texts of free stuff. That's great. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't like it? <laughs> so what's next for Dodo Pizza? What, what's going to be on the horizon? And when is this Oxford location going to be uh, like, okay, this is how we're doing it in the U.S., and then we're going to replicate it? How far away are we from that? Um, We're far away from that. <laughs> yeah? Is it going to be an experiment for a while? Yeah, that's just the first store. And then the second one, like a little one, we're going to open on campus. And then 2017 would be the year when we're opening next, like, big store in Starkville, um, Mississippi State. So that would be that. And then for next five years, we only have a plan of growing the corporate chain in, in, in the U.S. 
we're not gonna go for any franchising right now. Yep. That's because great. that's yeah, because I'm not I'm not really feeling confident at the moment that we're gonna just tell people, so listen, this is working, so please invest all your money and right. just start working with it. No, it's not gonna be this. Yeah, way. there's a there's a big uh challenge when you take somebody's money to be able to deliver on what you said you're gonna do. Yeah, because they will be looking at you and like, listen, I just put like $300,000 in this store. Can we do something about it? Right. <laughs> and we'll be like, yes. So we're going to, for the first five years, there's going to be a corporate chain only. And then maybe after five years, when we feel confident when the stores are profitable in every single market are present, then maybe after that, we can start thinking about franchising. Well, I'm going to have to watch the story for sure as we move forward here. <laughs> thank you i appreciate you uh taking the time out of your day uh joining me i know i talked to anton so i'm gonna i'm gonna combine your story and anton's together into one episode i'm excited to share because I, I think that what you're doing with dodo and the the philosophy behind simple and easy and streamlined is something that every operator wants to do but they're in a different they're in a different environment maybe they've started differently than you did where you're starting like that and you're adding stuff as it goes uh mm -hmm. they've already started the the old fashioned way and they're trying to scale back. So I think that people will be interested to hear how it works out for you guys so they can do it in their place. Exciting. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lana, so much. I'll, uh, I'll email you when this comes out. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks. Can't wait. Yeah. Right. If you have any questions, shoot me an email or anytime you have anything or I can help with anything. Feel free to let me know. All right. I will. Thank All you. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. All right. So if you've ever thought about, only offering online ordering or no customizations. I hope this episode gave you a little insights into what that would look like in your market right now. Um, they are the only place that I've found that is currently doing that where they do not take substitutions, although they are changing it as you heard. And they started to offer only online ordering, which they're changing that to as you heard. So my conclusion is that right now, I'm not 100% sure if the market's ready. I definitely think five to 10 years from now, that's where everybody's going. You'll definitely see in the trends webinar I did that Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, those big guys are moving in that direction. And if, even if they are still offering phone orders, they want you to order online and they're getting super aggressive with them ordering online. The customization thing I think will never change. I think that you can maybe, the only way to solve that problem is to just have less stuff available for people to choose from. But I don't think the customization thing will ever be something that uh, will be doable in the near future. I think that people will want it the way they want it. The convenience maybe thing will be something that will change. All right, so if you've ever, real quick, if you've ever had a problem with your phone lines, you should definitely check out pizzaphonesystem.com. If you've ever had a Friday night where your phone lines go down or your online ordering goes down and you lose thousands of dollars in sales, uh, the pizza phone system is for you. They have a cellular tower backup, which means your phone lines and online ordering will never go down again. So you'll never lose your phone lines and never lose online sales on a Friday or Saturday night, which always seems to happen. You should definitely go check out phones, uh, pizzaphonesystem.com. Uh, Greg is a great guy over there. You should definitely get a hold of him and check that out. I think that that could help you in your business. And even if you've never had a problem with online ordering, it's eventually going to happen. So before it happens and you lose thousands of dollars, you should definitely make the investment and talk to the guys over at pizzaphonesystem.com. All right, guys, thank you so much. I know this was a longer episode than usual, but I, I didn't want to break this up into two episodes because I didn't think that the... I didn't think two half-hour episodes or two 35-minute episodes was necessary to get this topic across. So I, I spliced them up. It took a lot of editing, but I got it down to about 40 minutes. 
So I took two 35-minute interviews and dropped it down to one 40-minute interview. So I, I kind of took out the best parts of both interviews, sliced them into one. So I know this is going to end up being a little bit longer than a usual show, but I hope it was valuable to you. And I know that that's a question that's come up about online ordering and customization. So that's why I wanted to do this. Okay, now we have been getting some tremendous results from our marketing platform, SPM Marketing. We've been working with some clients that have been seeing some really, really great results over the last few weeks and months. And I think that we are going to start opening up to some more zip codes. We have a long waiting list, but if you wanna see if your zip code is available, uh, because if we're not in your zip code now, we will be shortly. And if we're gonna be in your zip code, we might as well work with you rather than compete with you. So if you wanna check out if your zip code is available or see more information or even get a private demo, we set up a whole new website. If you go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip, you can check out the website. We'll give you some details of what we do and how we do it. You can see if your zip code is available. And then if you want, you can shoot me an email from that website or maybe even set up a private demo. We can go over the details of the website and the marketing and the email marketing strategy that we have. That's working out really, really well with getting some great success with that. As Donald Trump would say, we're having much success. We're having so much success that our clients are getting sick of winning. So if you want to get sick of winning like they are, definitely go check out smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Okay. Usually we have a show on Tuesday night, but it's the Christmas season and you know, it's the holiday season here. The new year's is coming. So we might take a couple weeks off, but you never know. We may go live on smart pizza marketing, Facebook page or PMQ Facebook page, do a little Q and a. So if you have a question and you want me to answer it, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email address. Shoot all your questions about marketing, uh, social media, email, uh, online marketing, all that good stuff. That's the best place to reach me there to get on the show or on the next live show or future podcast episode. I am on Twitter. Come say hello at Irving Media. On Instagram, I am at Smart Pizza Marketing. And on Snapchat, which I've been getting back into, took a little bit of time off there from Snapchat because we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes on the show, getting ready for the new year. But I'm getting right back in the swing of things over there on Snapchat. I am at Smart Pizza Tips. Definitely follow me there. And I think that's going to do it for the show. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are listening right now when this show goes live, I hope you have a fantastic holiday season and end of the year. And you know, if you're getting your goals ready for 2017, if there's anything I can do to help you, definitely shoot me an email. I would love to help you out. If you need help with your marketing, you should definitely check out our marketing platform over at smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. And I hope that 2017 is going to be the best year ever for you. And over here at the show, SPM Marketing, we're going to do everything we can in 2017 to bring you the best shows to help you grow the biggest, best business that you could possibly have. So that's our goal for 2017 is just bring you fantastic shows for the next year. And we're working really hard behind the scenes to do that. So thank you guys so much. Have a happy new year and a great holiday season. And we'll see you in 2017.